This broadcast is part of the IC Robots Radio Network. Visit icrobots.com for this and many other nerd slash nostalgia related podcasts. You won't be sorry for long. Adrift in the great void of space, the personnel on Moonbase Alpha have experienced so much that is strange and inexplicable. They have become accustomed to expecting the unexpected. Paul, did you hear that? You hear what? I don't hear anything unusual. Welcome to the audio handbook of the Marvel Universe, a character-by-character look at the coolest heroes and villains that Marvel Comics has to offer. You can thank us later. For now, just listen. All right, Cool Breeze, we are back for another exciting episode of the Audio Handbook of the Marvel Universe, the show in which we take a look at some of the coolest heroes and villains that Marvel Comics has to offer through the lens of the seminal 1980s comic book guide, the Handbook of the Marvel Universe. Let me, uh, let me light that incense. Let me bang that gong. Let me, let me get ready for the dude who's going to be the big baddie, the man behind the scenes in Avengers Infinity War, Thanos. Thanos has been hanging and clanging around the Marvel Universe for who knows how long. I guess some people do. It's been a while. Dude has been sort of in the upper, upper mid-card of the villain universe. If you need somebody powerful, if you need somebody to come in and kick the Avengers' butts, you need somebody to come kick Thor's butts, the Hulk's butts, Thanos is the go-to guy. But this push that he has been getting in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is amazing. Dude has been behind the scenes in Guardians of the Galaxy 1. He's behind the scenes in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And he's going to turn out to be the dude who the Avengers fight in a two-part movie series known as Avengers Infinity War. Which looks to be the biggest movie in the history of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's going to have like every single dude that's ever been made on a Marvel movie is going to be in there. I don't think that's really true. But it's going to be like... At least 90%, and maybe 80%, all the big ones are going to be there. The Guardians, Thor, the Avengers, I don't know, man. Just everybody, everybody you would want to see. I don't think that, like, Hugo Weaving is going to be there as a Red Skull. I don't think that, I don't think that dude that was Truman Capote in that Capote movie is going to be in it. But for the most part, all of the dudes you are going to want to see are going to be on the screen at the same time fighting Thanos to the death. But what do we know about Thanos? We know some stuff. We know that he's either blue or purple and that he has a chin like a scroll and that he he like vaguely looks like Bruce Willis in the movie. We don't know a bunch. So what we are going to do is use the seminal Marvel Comics guide known as the Handbook of the Marvel Universe. We're going to flip that open. We're going to find the page about Thanos. We're going to go over it and we're going to learn just about everything one would want to know about the dude known as Thanos. I do not have the individual issue that has Thanos in it, so we will have to refer to my large, the big paperback guide I have of the official handbook of the Marvel Universe. Thanos is in the, he's toward the end. He is in the uh, area known as inactive. That's that's interesting because it seems like dude is all all afoot nowadays. His real name is Thanos. His occupation is that of a conqueror or or a worshipper of death. He also he also does that. 
His existence is unknown to the general populace of Earth, but is known to the peoples of many other civilizations. His other aliases are Master Lord, or the Overmaster, who was born on Titan, a moon of Saturn. He was... He was killed. That is why he is inactive. He was killed on Sanctuary 2. That's the name of his starship. He has some known relatives. Alars is his... Father Eros, a.k.a. Star Fox, who we did an episode on earlier, is his... That's his bro. Zerus is his uncle, and he has a mom. Another mom. What? No, that was his father earlier. Susane is his mother. I don't know a whole heck of a lot about these Marvel cosmic characters, so you have to bear with me while I, while I learn along with you. He first appeared in Iron Man number 55, and his final appearance was Marvel 2-in-1. This was, this was back in the day. I know that he has since re-emerged and since reappeared many a times. Sorry that you could hear me wiggling around in my seat so much. I'm having a I'm having a hard time getting comfortable. This Thanos stuff. This stuff is like, it's a mouthful, man. I, I, in some ways, regret getting into this. This is like, this is like some Old Testament stuff. But, let's begin on the history of Thanos. And I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be jumping around. Because it's a lot of, uh, a lot of names, a lot of things like that. That aren't really, like, super pertinent to the end results. But, let's begin at any rate. Thanos was one of the last sons of Alars, the progenitor of the second colony of Eternals of Titan, and Susan, the last survivor of the original settlement of Eternals on Titan. Born with gray, hide-like skin and a massive body, Thanos was a morose child who became obsessed with the concept of death. So, homeboy was... He was born, like, to be nobility. You know, he was born of noble stock, and he came out like this giant gray... This giant gray beast, and I think that this this kind of turned him emo, you know? He started, he started, like, obsessing about death and being all, like, I'm a mopey Thanos. Imagine, like, a mopey young Thanos. I wonder if, I wonder if the kids called him chubby, because he is kind of, he is sort of square-shaped. He's not by any means chubby, but he does have, he does have, like, a large, stocky exterior, and being born with gray skin is not the norm. His mother and father are, they're very, like, Terran in appearance, you know? They look... They look somewhat human. They're definitely not giant gray, giant gray bricks with, um, big scroll chins. I wonder what's up with the scroll chin. Like, why does his chin have those, have those indents like the people who are, the people who are native to the planet of, um, of the scrolls. Let's get back. Through bionic inflammation and long hours of meditation, Thanos augmented his eternal strength and powers so that they surpassed all those of the other Titanian Eternals. As he grew in power... Thanos also grew an ambition and desire for conquest. Thanos stole one of his people's starships and traveled to another system to recruit soldiers, mercenaries, and malcontents for a private army. With a small fleet, he dropped nuclear devices on his home world, killing thousands of his people, including his own mother, Susan. Declaring himself ruler of Titan, he then set his sights on Earth. What a creep! What a creep! So first, first home he starts working out, you know, he starts working his mind, he starts meditating, and then he starts probably like pumping iron, doing crazy, you know, bench presses, doing pull downs, doing lat moves, you know, squats and whatever. And then he decided, you know what? I'm out of here, man. I'm leaving Titan because I'm going to go. I'm going to find some punk friends, some dudes that want to hang out with me, who want to listen to me. And I'm going to come back and I'm going to drop nuclear bombs all over you guys because I want to be the ruler. What a creep, man. This guy's ambition is just out of control. I, I get being ambitious and I get... You know, wanting wanting more, but man, to kill your own mom with a nuclear bomb—that's that's, that's cold-blooded. Hey, hey, hey. 
You better check yourself Call your wreck yourself Cause I'm bad for your health I come real stealth Dropping bombs on your moms Kill car alarms Doing foul crime I'm that brother with the help My brother was the curious young scholar Who learned from everything he saw While I I was Thanos Bred to punish and avenge And everything I touched Died At some point in his adult life Thanos met the embodiment of death itself Who in the female form Became Thanos' companion That's the ultimate man That's the ultimate goth You're, You're dating death It is probable that death was attracted to Thanos by both his philosophical dedication to nihilism as well as his willingness to commit genocide even of his own people. What a couple, man. What a pair. Thanos began for the first time in his life to experience love for another being, although this being was just a manifestation of death. To make himself worthy of such an awesome entity, Thanos decided to acquire more power. At first, he planned simply to seize political power through the conquest of worlds, But to this end, he amassed a huge armada of battleships. Then he found a way to amplify immeasurably his personal power. Having kept the planet Earth under surveillance since it first detonated a nuclear weapon, Thanos learned of a powerful object called the Cosmic Cube that was brought into existence by the subversive organization Advanced Idea Mechanics or AIM. Thanos seized control of the reality-rending device and commanded it to give him control of the universe. So... We got a lot to go over there. So first, Thanos, the mopey Morrissey, the mopey murderous Morrissey of the Marvel Universe. He he fell in love with death. And I'm not talking like the concept of death, even though he was in love with that. He fell in love with like the death, Lady Death. And it's not the cute Lady Death of DC's Vertigo Universe that wears a top hat and an onk. This is like a skeleton in a black robe. So he fell in love with this, right? So then he's like, I, I need to be better. I need to better myself for love. Now, normally... That's a good thing. You know, if you decide to better yourself for your spouse, that's a great thing. But not when your lover is death. So he's like, how can I get more powerful? Wait, let me check on this planet Earth. This stupid planet Earth. These fools, they like, they blew up a nuclear bomb years ago and I've been keeping my eye on them. That's like, that's like the opposite of Starfleet. You know, Starfleet looks for a planet to get, um, to get warp capabilities before they, they check in on them. Thanos is like, these guys got some deadly weapons. I'll keep an eye on them. But then when he investigates further, he discovers we have the ultimate weapon, a cosmic cube, which with this... You can do anything that you want to do. So he gets this. He gets it right. And he goes, I'm the ruler of the universe. That's like, what else would you expect from a dude like Thanos? Okay, let's get back. Let's get back to the guy. This, this next part is long. So, so sit back. Thanos is an epic character with an epic tale. I'll try to, I'll try to trim it down as much as I can. But, um, this is, this is a big one. So sit back and buckle in. Transformed into a godlike wraith by the Cosmic Cube, Thanos battled the Avengers and the Kree Captain Marvel, the former of whom had already vanquished his armada. When Thanos carelessly discarded the cube, believing falsely that he had drained it of all of his power, Marvel struck the cube, willing it to restore the universe to what it had been. Robbed of power, Thanos reverted to a mortal form in the center of the universe where his flagship Sanctuary 2 retrieved him under a pre-programmed instruction. Revived, Thanos was dejected to discover that death had abandoned him because of his failure. He soon formulated a plan to regain her affection. He would give to her more than any single living being had given to her. The annihilation of everything that lives. So, at his heart, you know, Thanos is 
Thanos is a bit of a, he's a bit of a romantic. He's doing it all, he's doing it all for love. And that's, you know, that's nice, like I said earlier. But the things that he will do for love are massive. He's willing to, he's willing to kill every single person in the universe because, because death rejected him. He went for it. He had the cosmic cube and he went for it. He, he took his shot. I'm like, I'm going to take over the universe. I'm Thanos. But, oh snap, looks like the cosmic cube is out of power. And he tossed it over his shoulder to Captain Marvel, who captured it. And he's like, uh, Cosmic Cube, make everything back like it was. And there you go. Everything went back to like it was. Thanos was defeated. What, what a way to go out. Out like a sucker. I don't, I don't even know what to say. I, I feel bad for dude, except for the fact that like, he's going to destroy the entirety of the universe. I can't, I can't feel that bad about that. I thank you for the release, the joy that our love brings, and offer you this small gift of annihilation and the promise of more to come. Through the minds and records of countless civilizations he searched, hoping to find the key to the power he sought. Eventually he learned of the soul gems, six super-powered objects of unknown origin and vast power. He set about to acquire them. He had attained all of the soul gems except one, the jade jewel on the head of Adam Warlock. Thanos feared to acquire Warlock's gem directly because it possessed the power to steal souls. He feared, he feared forfeiting his own life. Observing him, Thanos learned that Warlock had diverged a temporal counterpart named the Magus, the head of the galaxy-wide religious empire that would eventually oppose Thanos' schemes of stellar destruction. Thanos thus planned to eliminate the Magus. Possessing the capacity of time travel, Thanos decided to set up certain factors in the time stream which combined might prove their undoing. Now, that was all gibberish to me for the most part, except for the fact that, like, the fact that, like, okay, he wanted to, he wanted to impress his gal death, so he's like, I've learned about these things called, you know, the stones of whatever, and I'm going to get them all. And when I get them, I'm going to kill everybody in the universe. But there's this one, there's this one stone and it's on Adam Warlock's head. And that stone, you know, it could kill me. And being, you know, basically a coward at heart, I'm Thanos, you know, and I'm a bully and I'm a punk. But I'm also a bit of a wuss, a bit of a romantic wuss. I'm afraid. I'm afraid that I might die. And I'm afraid that I would forever be separated from my gal pal death. It's, it's all so gothic. Eventually, though, you know, he got it. I guess he got them all. That's... That's the deal. That's what happens in the movies, right? He has them all, and then he has the Infinity Gauntlet, and then he takes that gauntlet. This is this is jumping ahead here a bit. So our dude, our dude Thanos, our dude Thanos. He's um, he's time traveling. He's time traveling, trying to, trying to stop Adam Warlock and and the Magus. Thanos decided to set up certain factors in the time stream, which combined might prove the Magus is undoing. He could have tried to thwart Warlock's life well before the critical time he would would not become the Magus, but he needed Warlock to remain the possessor of the Soul Gem. It was all, all for simplicity's sake. You know, he he thinks of head. One of these factors was rescuing the infant Gamora, who we know from the Guardians of the Galaxy, a female of the pacifistic Zen Hubribus race that was slaughtered by the Magus's missionary troops. That's not cool. She would serve as Thanos' personal assassin. The second major factor would be Thanos' own direct alliance with Warlock against the Magus. 
neither of these factors existed in the original timeline that led to the, led to the Magus' creation. Thus, Thanos hopes to diverge a reality wherein Warlock never became the Magus. See, this is all that, that Marvel comic cosmic gibberish. I love Marvel. I love Marvel comics. I love reading comics. I love learning about comic history. But man, when they get out into space and they start getting all up with the Eternals and stuff, I... I get lost. It's just, it's like, it's like reading the Old Testament. You know, there's so many people who begat this, begat that, da-da-da-da-da, that it's difficult to keep up. You have to be a scholar, and I consider myself like a Marvel scholar to some degree, but holy criminy. Thanos then constructed a single huge synthetic soul gem to hold the energies of the other six. With it, he planned to extinguish the stars one by one. That's some cold-blooded stuff. Gamera listened to his plan of destruction and tried to assassinate him, but Thanos slew her, so that's that for Gamora. Thanos also slew Warlock's comrade, Pip the Troll. Poor, poor Pip. Warlock had by this time learned of Thanos' threat and traveled to Earth to enlist the aid of the Avengers. In battle aboard Thanos' ship Sanctuary 2, Captain Marvel damaged Thanos' projector through which he transmitted the Soul Gem's energies. This is what he used to, you know, destroy the stars. Warlock faced Thanos in personal combat and was slain. The Avengers were then taken captive by Thanos, but rescued by Spider-Man and the Thing. Spider-Man, influenced by the abstract entities Lord Order and Master Chaos, released Warlock's spirit from the Soul Gem. Jeez, this is, this is something. Seething with cosmic power released through his physical death, Warlock grappled with Thanos and turned the Mad Titan to a mobile stone. Incapacitated for eternity, Thanos still retains a fragment of his consciousness and is thus tortured by the fact that he's a statue. Holy criminy, that was, that was a mouthful, man. I feel like I learned stuff about that, but I've never been, like, a big Adam Warlock dude, like I've said, like, a thousand times. When Marvel gets into space, you know, it's like, it's too much for me. I prefer the gritty down-to-earth defenders. I prefer, like, Luke Cage, Daredevil. I like the dudes who are on the street, kicking butt and such. Oh, oh, check this out. I, I skipped the last line. Thanos still retains a fragment of his consciousness and is thus tortured by the fact that he who worshipped death the most will forever be denied it. How sad, man. What a, what a goth end. He stands 6 foot 7 and weighs 985 pounds. His skin is gray, kind of purple. His eyes are red and he has no hair. Powers. Thanos possessed incalculable superhuman power. By far the most powerful of the Titanian Eternals, Thanos was a mutant whose massive, heavy-hided body was born with the capacity to synthesize cosmic energy for certain personal uses. Hmm. That's, uh... That's weird and vague. Thanos increased his physical strength and resilience to levels surpassing even the strongest of the Earth's Eternals, Caesarus, through meditation and certain mystical techniques. So, dude was born a mutant. That's why... That's why homie's purple. That's why he's so big. He is born a mutant, much like... Much like, you know, Professor X or Wolverine or Jean Grey or Havoc. Any one of those guys. He, he's very much like them. Um, let's see. Thanos augmented his powers in still other ways, enabling him to tap, transform, and direct vast quantities of cosmic energy for destructive force. The extent of Thanos' physical strength is not known, but he was able to engage both the Thing and Thor in hand-to-hand combat simultaneously for an extended period of time. That's pretty strong, so there you got it, dudes. We made it all the way to the end. I wasn't sure, I wasn't sure I was going to be able to do it, but I did it. 
I got motivated, I got inspired, and I, I got through. And I feel, I feel all the better for it, because when, when the Avengers comes out, now I'll know a lot about Thanos. I know more than I did before. I hope that you know at least a little bit more than you knew before. I mean, I imagine you knew something. Maybe some of you knew way more than this. There are real, like, legitimate Marvel scholars out there listening, I guess. If anybody does listen, I know not. But, um, I hope you learned something. I hope you, I hope you feel all the better for it. So, I'm gonna get up out of here. This is me, I See Robots, signing off. This is the audio handbook of the Marvel Universe Thanos. Gonna power down, and until next time, make mine Marvel. has been an IC Robots Radio production. IC Robots Radio is a listener-supported in day If you like what we do and we make your day a little easier, please consider tossing a few bucks our way to help keep the life support running. All money collected goes to help us prepare for future space pirate attacks. Go on over to supportthereport.com for all the details. Thanks and have a great week.